Well, good morning, everyone. I'm going to grab your Bibles and turn to 1 Corinthians. You probably, uh, probably recognise that we've been in Corinthians now uh, a few weeks, but we haven't gone far. It's because we're in low gear. Moving slowly throughout this whole year through the book of Corinthians. So it's important for us to maybe every now and again just stop and consider the context. So um, turn to chapter 2. It's roughly where we're going to start, but I just wanted to um, firstly just uh, set the scene a little bit. Just imagine, roll yourself back and just imagine that you're 2,000 years ago in the church at Corinth. Just imagine here the Christians at Corinth were struggling in their environment, in the situation that they were in, the city that they were in. Surrounded by corruption, every conceivable sin that you could imagine, they were feeling the pressure to adapt to the world and the order of the world around them. They knew that they were free in Christ, but what did this freedom really mean to them as individuals or as a church? How should they view idols that were around them? How should they view sexuality that was impressed upon them? What, they should, what should they do around marriage? gender roles in the church even 2,000 years ago? What about the gifts of the Spirit? What was the function of them? There's a lot of confusion for this church at Corinth, a lot of pressure. These were probably theoretical questions that we can talk about and we will look at throughout this year. But the church was being undermined by immorality and spiritual immaturity. The mature believers in faith, if you like, I'd imagine were being tested and tried in the fire that was spiritual immaturity around them. The believers' faith was being tested in this immoral church at Corinth. How do you feel today? How do you feel in this world around you? I've got a question for you which come to mind when I was preparing yesterday. I didn't have a lot of preparation time, so I was a little bit stressed. Hence that uh, verse that Tim shared. That's that's me today as well, up here nervous, but trusting the Holy Spirit. But I've got a question for you. Do you ever feel frustrated or saddened that the world that you're in, maybe the world that you're in is running the home as a mum, maybe the world that you're in is uh, going to work as a dad, maybe it's in a very secular sense of work, maybe it's a dad in a very um, spiritual sense of of work through the week, maybe you're in ministry, maybe you're at university just starting to pave out your life, maybe you're still at school wondering where it's all going to end. But are you frustrated, more importantly, are you frustrated that sometimes your faith, if you have some maturity in Christ, that your faith seems not to fit into this world? Do you ever feel like that? Do you feel like sometimes when it comes to a conversation in the crib room or wherever your situation is, that when you're about to speak into that, you think, gee whiz, these people are just thinking so differently to me.
just towards the beginning of 1 Corinthians, and we're technically going to be looking at verses 6 roughly through to, I think it's verse 16. But I want to back up a little bit just where Chris finished on last Sunday. And let's look at chapter 2, verse 4. So grab your Bibles, open them up, get a pen out if you've got a pen, if you're a circling type of person like me, or, um, yeah, whatever chooses your fancy. So verse 4 says, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith may not be rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. That question that I just mentioned about do you feel frustrated and saddened in situations that you're in when you're having conversations, you're hearing conversations about the world and the world's thoughts and the world's wisdoms and they have new wisdom every week it feels like nowadays. Do you feel that sometimes, you know, where is my voice in this? Do I feel I have strength to speak in this situation? Do I feel like I have the knowledge to stand up and speak against that? Well, here Paul is reminding us or reminding us in the church of Corinth at this time, man, I came to you in weakness, in fear and in trembling. But it wasn't a demonstration of my persuasive words, but it was a demonstration of the Holy Spirit's power. That's the work of the Spirit. So that your faith may not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. So with that in mind, let's now move down into verse 6, which we're going to start with today. And um, if you like, we've headed this up, and I've forgotten what I've headed up because I've changed a few things. <laughs> I, I, I saw this passage really broken into two areas. I wanted to call this, the Spirit of God reveals, and it reveals two things in this passage. The Spirit of God, which is the Holy Spirit that we're talking about, reveals Christ the Saviour. Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit will reveal Christ the Saviour and secondly, the mind of Christ. So in verse 6, your Bible may be headed up, wisdom from the Spirit. Paul says, we do, however, hang on, speak a message of wisdom among the mature. Stop there for a little bit. When Paul says, we do, however, speak a message of wisdom, he's, he's at this point, he's actually trying to readjust what he's just said. If you go back to verse 4, he's just telling us, hang on, it's not about my wisdom, it's about the Holy Spirit's power that was demonstrated through me. In verse 6, what he's trying to say is, he wants to now talk about wisdom, but he wants to talk about a different wisdom. This is the wisdom from the Holy Spirit, not himself. So in verse 6, when he starts, it says, we do, however, in other words, I want you to hear this, we do speak a wisdom among the mature. Now, maybe your translation might say mature spiritually. That's the believer. That's someone maturing Christ. So, depending on where you're at, whether you're an unbeliever and you're sitting in this church and you're not really sure about Christ, you're not really sure about the Holy Spirit, just hang on. There's more that's going to be revealed. But if you do know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour and you're a mature Christian, this is what Paul's saying to us. We do, however, speak a word of wisdom amongst the spiritually mature, but not the wisdom of this age or the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. See, in this world, we're so, so impressed upon us that the world has, has wisdom. The world has things sorted out. The world has things 
the right direction. And the more that you mature as a believer, and I can say this for myself, that the more I've matured and the more that I've trusted that I've become Christ-like, I'm not Christ-like, I'm heading towards being Christ-like, that the more I have realised that I just feel not so much a part of this world. And this is what Paul's trying to unpack with the Corinthian church. He's trying to encourage them that despite their circumstances, despite the pressures around them, that there is a wisdom that the Holy Spirit gives that other people do not understand, other people cannot present. So there's a wisdom amongst the pure spiritually, but not the wisdom of this age. Don't get it mixed up. Don't get up. Don't get mixed up the wisdom that we hear from the news, from our feed on our phone or what we hear people talk about in the workplace or outside of the workplace, what they feel is right living when it comes in the areas of sexuality, morality, marriage, the church, all these things, their wisdom is coming from another perspective. It's not the wisdom from the Holy Spirit. That's what Paul's saying. Let's move on to verse 7. It says, no, this is Paul saying, no, we speak of, he's clarifying, we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. You know, he's talking about Christ. He's talking about the gospel. Verses 6 through to 9 are about the, the gospel is the hidden wisdom that Paul's talking about. So why is it hidden? Why is it hidden? Why, why is it revealed to us? Why is it revealed to the believer? Why, why am I privy to know what this hidden wisdom is? And my colleagues at work who don't know Christ don't. They're confused. It's a secret. It's a mystery. Let's keep moving on then. So we see that this, that we, God's secret wisdom is hidden and that God destined for our glory before time again. So this is an understanding and appreciation even that God at the beginning of time knew what was going to happen to mankind. That this relationship with the Saviour, with Christ, with Jesus Christ, is beginning a beginning before time began, before we can actually comprehend. Verse 8, let's move along. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for they, sorry, if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. The world is ignorant to Christ. Do we agree the world is ignorant to Christ? For the believer... When you start to unpack a gospel conversation, you suddenly very quickly realise that the world is ignorant to who Christ is. Christ is hidden from them. They cannot see him. Who has, who's ever had those conversations and have walk, walked away sad? I know I have. I had a conversation this week. I had three or four days with a guy nearly in a car and nothing. Very, very discouraging. The only thing that was somewhat encouraging was to be back preparing on for Sunday morning, reading this passage and being reminded that it's actually hidden from them. The Holy Spirit will reveal it to them. I can't reveal it. No doubt God is using me as a conduit in that situation to try and get that person to understand and appreciate or be drawn to the gospel of Jesus Christ. But it's not my work, it's not my ability. In fact, I have a lot of inability but it's about God's ability, God's Holy Spirit and his ability to convict the heart of that man. 
Have you felt like that in the workplace? Have you felt like that at uni, at school, at home with the neighbour? It gives us some perspective to stop and recognise maybe less about my effort and more about prayer and consideration of the Holy Spirit being at work in that individual's life. This passage is great for us stopping and appreciating that. We don't have to beat ourselves up that we're unable. We don't have to be upset that we're overly nervous like Tim shared about a situation. We have strength in recognising that it's the Holy Spirit who's going to reveal that hidden secret to the unbelieving world. Let's keep reading. So verse, um, verse, verse 9. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. Verse 10 is that recognition of what we've just been talking about. God has revealed it to us through his spirit. So if God has revealed it to, through his spirit, his Holy Spirit, and that's the means in which we appreciate or recognise this hidden wisdom, this hidden secret, which is Christ, which is the gospel. This is what we're asking for those of the people around us who don't know Christ. We need to be stopping and being in prayer about the work of the Holy Spirit, not only in our lives, but in the lives of people that don't know Christ. The, the miraculous nature of them stopping and recognising that they do need Jesus. And that could be in an instant conversation. That could be through an eight-week course of Christianity Explained or Alpha. Or it could be two years in conversation, ten years in conversation. We don't know that. that that's what we can be praying. The Holy Spirit will move in the hearts of people that don't know Jesus. It's not about our work. It's about what the, the Spirit of God will do. So the Spirit in verse 11, read with me, for who among men knows the thoughts of a man except, except the man's spirit within him? So Paul's trying to give the reader, people in Corinth, the understanding that this, this Holy Spirit who knows the heart and mind of God is trying to give us an example that if, if you have your own spirit within you, it's only you know the depths of your heart. People around you don't. You don't know, you don't know my thoughts I know my innermost thoughts and I know that God does as well. But in the, in the example of what Paul was giving in here, the thoughts of a man, sorry, for those among, sorry, for who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? So only I know my innermost thoughts. In the same way, we read here, sorry, my eyes are playing up me, in the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. So what Paul's trying to do is give us an example to realise that even though we think that we know our innermost thoughts, that we have to recognise that when we're referencing the Holy Spirit, look at the relationship between the Holy Spirit and God. If you want to know God, if someone needs to know about God or understand God or appreciate God and especially their love, his love for them, here's to know the Spirit. So even in this verse, we actually recognise this deep connection between the Holy Spirit and the Father. It says that, that the Spirit knows the thoughts of God. So if the Spirit of God reveals Christ as Saviour, what's, what's on your program 
to reveal Christ as saviour to your neighbour who doesn't know Christ? Do you ever feel challenged that you just spend each day of the week going about your week, doing important things, no doubt? Maybe it's going to work, creating an income for your family, helping people around you. They're, they're all important things. They're all amazing things. Maybe it's be the homemaker at home, wonderfully important role. Maybe it's going to uni, setting a career, finishing off school and setting a career. There's lots of things that can distract our attention from Christ the Saviour and the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. When's the last time you thought, and I say this for myself as well, it's not in isolation, when's the last time I stopped and thought, Holy Spirit, speak to me and let me know what I'm meant to do tomorrow. What do you have me to do tomorrow? How can I reveal Christ? How can you assist me reveal Christ through your work? The Holy Spirit is desiring to reveal himself and reveal Christ as saviour to this whole world, to this lost world. What are you, what, are, what am I doing to participate in that? It's very easy to be a Sunday Christian and love the singing, love the, the worship, love people sharing and how it impacts on their lives. And, you know, as a church, we can become fairly insular. We can become very caring, we can be very unified on caring, but where do we stand personally when it comes to sharing about Christ our Saviour with others who don't know him? Remember Paul said he came with fear and trembling, but it was a demonstration of the Spirit's power through his life. You know, that's what we have. We have this Holy Spirit. If you stop and recognise and think of the Lord Jesus he was a man fully yielded to the Holy Spirit. Yielded is an easy word to explain that because it's not commonly used these days, is to, to give it into. In other words, he's given into the Holy Spirit. Do I feel like that in everyday actions in my life? Probably not. Are you feeling like that? Do you feel that you give into the Holy Spirit's leading or do you feel that you quench the Holy Spirit's leading? The Holy Spirit's leading may be desiring to use you at a time and a place and with the words that he has given you to cause others to recognise Christ the Saviour, the hidden mystery. The world's eyes are blinded by the evil one and it's only the Holy Spirit that can, can clear those eyes, can enable those individuals to see who Christ really is, what the gospel really is. Remember verse 10, but God has revealed it to us by his spirit. It's the spirit at work who reveals these things. Let's look at, and I suppose at verse 10 through to 14, we just want to have a, a brief look at now. And I've headed this, without the spirit, we cannot know his wisdom. Let's read, starting at verse 12. We have not received the spirit of the world but the Spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. See, this is this gospel. We've been given the Spirit who is from God that we may understand what God has freely given us. What do you do in your life? What do I do in my life where I encourage 
the relationship with my Saviour? What do I actively do and what do you actively do to encourage your walk with God? Are you in God's Word? Do you pray? Do you meet with others and have fellowship around maybe God's Word or what they've been talking about or what they've been reading? How do you actively engage in allowing the Holy Spirit to be more a part of your life? I mean, here we see that the Spirit reveals understanding. If you feel you lack understanding in certain areas or if you lack comprehension of certain aspects about the Gospel, maybe this is, maybe this is a turning point for you. If you're wrestling with aspects of the Gospel and who Christ is and how He fits into this world, maybe you need to be stopped and asking the Holy Spirit to open your eyes. Ask someone else who's close to you, who you respect and know and love, to ask them to reveal that and the Holy Spirit will work through them. But ultimately, it's the Holy Spirit that's revealing this Gospel to us. I've always been challenged, though, when I, I hear that term that Jesus was a man fully yielded to the Holy Spirit. And um, I think of in a previous working life, we used to break things. I still do break things, but I don't get paid for it now. Just do that <laughs> accidentally. And um, materials, and it's particularly steel, some steels yield. And um, it wasn't until you actually see that in action, see that in reality, you start to appreciate what yielding is. And yielding is when there is no resistance to change. So Jesus, a man fully yielded to the Holy Spirit, gave no resistance to where the Spirit wanted him to be, what he wanted him to do, what he wanted him to say. You know, where, where are you on that scale? Where am I on that scale? Or when, does, when the Holy Spirit actually speaks to us, do we resist? Because if we're resisting, we're not yielding. We're not giving our lives over to the Holy Spirit's leading. Maybe this week can be your prayer, it can be my prayer. Holy Spirit, how can I be yielding to you every day? How can you be showing me what you want me to be doing, what you want me to be saying, who you want me to be with for your kingdom purpose? Because as we grow to be more Christ-like, as we grow to become more mature in our faith, the Holy Spirit is at greater work in our lives. The Holy Spirit is at greater work in our lives. Maybe this hidden secret of the Gospel is more revealed to others around us. If the Holy Spirit isn't active and working in our life or we're not allowing the Spirit to be active and working in our life, we're probably going to be limited in the people around us who are going to be drawn to Christ. Let's keep reading. Verse 13. Verse 13 says, This is what we speak, not words taught to us by human wisdom, but the words talked to us by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. So here Paul is saying, this is what we can have confidence in, that when we speak, these are not human words, they are not our own, they're of the Holy Spirit's leading. The man without the Spirit, this is a non-believer, the man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. He cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. 
Spiritual man makes judgments about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. Here we're reminded about the unbeliever, as we've just spoken about. The unbeliever does not discern the things of the Spirit because he hasn't got the Spirit of God within him. He sees them as foolishness. So we don't need to be upset with the world. We don't need to be angry at the world around us. If anything, we need to be sad and bothered what it is. And that's because people are not seeing this hidden gospel, this hidden Christ, because at, at that point in time, the Holy Spirit has not revealed it to them. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit. He just sees them as foolishness. But you know what? In closing, if Christ is hidden, how do we recognise Christ? And verse 16 says, at the very earth, but we have reminded that we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ through the Holy Spirit, through the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We've probably dwelled on that a little bit today when I've been challenging my thought process and challenging your thought process is, but do you have the mind of Christ? Do I have the mind of Christ? Do I have the heart of Christ? Is that really on the forefront of my mind every day? Is it on the forefront of your mind every day? the world just doesn't just get the gospel they don't just get it and they won't get it because it's a hidden secret that the Holy Spirit will reveal to them how can you have impact to the world around you for the gospel it's through the work of the Holy Spirit in your life how do I enable the Holy Spirit to be at work in my life I think you know those things I need to be in God's word I need to be in prayer. I need to be asking the Lord and the Holy Spirit to be revealing these things to me. The gospel is a hidden wisdom, which is Christ. Without the Spirit, we cannot know wisdom. Without the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, we cannot know this wisdom. We must pursue the mind of Christ. We must pursue the mind of Christ. If Christ is hidden, how do we firstly recognise Christ? Again, it's the Holy Spirit that reveals him to us. Now, as mature believers, as it said right at the beginning of that passage in verse 6, speak a message of wisdom among the mature spiritually. That's us. If you know Christ as your saviour, you are the mature. The people around you who don't know Christ are blinded by their sin. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for the time, brief time that we've had to spend in your word. Lord, I thank you for the challenge this week of um, being reminded that your spirit is at work in our lives. Lord, I'm also challenged by the fact that there's people around me who don't know Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. I ask that your Holy Spirit can work powerfully through me and I ask the Holy Spirit work powerfully through people here in this church today. Lord, for the lives that they desire to impact for you, Lord. We know that you're a sovereign God and over all things. Lord, we pray that you help us to grow, to become more Christ-like. And Lord, reveal to us, we pray, how we can yield to your spirit, Lord, how we can live a life according to you. Amen.